are talking travel, uh, all thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King. Now, don't forget, we're running a fabulous competition on our website. You can head there simply by going to our homepage, scrolling down until you see station news and events, and then click on the Travel on King and Newcastle Connections. What can you win, I hear you ask? Well, return transfers from Newcastle with Newcastle Connections and overnight accommodation at the Mantra Hotel at the airport. Sounds pretty good. The only way to connect to Sydney when you travel, Newcastle Connections. Looks great. So simple as that. And Sal, I believe you announce a winner um, on the last Friday of every month. Like as many times as, as you like in each month, you know what I mean? So you can still, each week you can put another entry in and just see how you go. And it more, the more entries, the luckier you may be to win that wonderful prize. The more the merrier, fingers Absolutely. crossed. Now look, you've brought in a guest today. Please welcome the lovely Karen for us. Yes, Karen Nelson, whom we've had on before, so she, she's almost one of us now. She's from Backroads Touring and she's their business development manager for this area. And she's even in Overcastria now. She moved here from the Central Coast. So so we actually have her living in Newcastle. Oh, now. we converted you. I That's know. fantastic. I love this place. It is yeah. beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. So what she's going to talk about today is some of their new programs for this year and going into next year as well, of course. And we'll start, Karen, if you might want to talk about the Battle of Britain. This sounds absolutely wonderful. Well, it's a really exciting itinerary. And to be honest, it's the 77th anniversary of the Battle of Britain this year. And I am married to a guy who's totally into all this sort of stuff and uh, we go on this particular tour, we go to Bletchley Park, which is where they um, actually solve the Enigma Code. And you might remember that the Enigma Code was a secret language that the Germans um, had. That's right. And if, they, if the British basically hadn't uh, broken the code, uh, the Germans would have won the war. And then what? And then what? Oh, yeah. let, uh, let's not even contemplate let's not go there. that. That's no, awful. Let's not go there. But this yeah. is such an interesting yeah. itinerary, of yeah. course. And I think on this one, don't you have the option of going up in a plane? Yes, you go into one of the uh, original uh, fighter, pi- you know, fighter planes uh, from the time for 45 minutes. You don't have to. Some people, you know, would be scared of going up in the air, but you actually do that, and mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Uh, we also go to the place where they keep the Lancaster bombers. Um, and the other thing that I love about this itinerary, and if you want to know more about what we actually do on this itinerary as well, is watch the movie The Imitation Game because I think that gives you a real good understanding, uh, particular as I said, what happened at Bletchley Park. But another thing we do is because the Australians were so involved um, in this uh, uh, Battle of Britain, as you know, um, mm, we also so. yeah we also go to the pub where the uh, young air pilots used to hang out the night before they went uh. on a raid, and they'd get very drunk. Uh, you know, all As those you would. yes, all those things. You know, of <laughs> safety and all that sort of stuff that didn't happen in those days. And they basically, you know, they platoon. They'd sit on each other's shoulders and sign their names wow. in the ceiling. And oh, I get goosebumps every time mm-hmm. I tell this story. And if you actually take that picture and blow it up, if you Google it, for example, uh, you'll see Bob Smith. And Bob Smith and his platoon never came home. They lost so many young people, which is why the Australians got so involved. And I guess but, that's why they were there drinking in the first place, well, thinking it could well be courage, our last charade. Our last that's exactly mission. right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah. right. A so it's a fabulous work. itinerary. And, and anybody who's really into anything with, you know, the Battle of Britain, aviation, mm-hmm. should do that. And even myself, who... Um, you know, probably don't. I'm a child from the Second World War, as in my mother was a uh, Second World War, but more from the European point of view. But after having really got into this itinerary, I'd love to do it. 
Wow, it sounds mm. just yeah. fascinating. Mm. And the other one, of course, that's fascinating, we all love Rick Stein's food, don't oh, we? The Corners of <laughs> the Cornwall. The Corners of Cornwall. <laughs> and he's even opening one in Port Stephens. How about that? Oh, that's yeah. cool. He's well, got that one at Mollymook, and now he's got one in Winchester, hasn't he? In yes. London, and this is the one in Cornwall. Yeah, he had to open a new restaurant in, um, in Winchester because... Um, you know, too many people were going to his <laughs> restaurant in Padstow and couldn't get in. Booked out, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely booked out. But yeah. Cornwall's such an interesting part of the yeah. UK anyway. And to go down there and, you know, be, actually be able to eat at his restaurant, because if you probably tried to make a booking yourself, you wouldn't get in well, that's exactly for months, right. months and months yeah. ahead. So yeah. Yeah. that, again, is someone who loves food good. and loves that bottom part. And yeah. I must admit, that's a part of England I haven't done. And uh, oh, I know. Yeah, I'm going back to, to the UK, we hope, my husband and I next year. I said, do I really want to go? down and do that that Cornwall bit because I haven't done that yes, little tick bit that of off. So there's that. But there's I, lots of other new itineraries that Karen has coming through and I know we're running short on time here, already. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> but there's like there's cruising around the Bay of Na the Sea of Naples rather, there's a new itinerary. There's another one that does a really good exploration of the island of Madeira and another one going just, just to Malta. So these sort of itineraries are more for your second and third time travellers okay. who've done the usual European things, but they want to go back and do something a little different. So this is what you're getting with these styles of programs now. It's getting you away from the main points that everyone sees for their first holiday mm. and get you off yes. the beaten track and mm. behind the scenes and where you're immersing yourself in local food, local culture, local history. So, yeah, that's one of the benefits of that as well. So great itineraries if anyone has a chance to have a look at them. Sounds really exciting. Now, we're going to have a quick break. What are we going to look at when we come back, though, ladies? Well, this is really good news because they have broken away from just doing Europe and they backroads are now going to operate into Asia, to Cambodia. Oh. Thailand and Vietnam. So very exciting new program. Now we've just been to Europe, but let's head to Asia now. Totally different areas of the world, aren't they? And yes, um, yes so this is a completely new program for Karen and her company. And I think she'd like to tell us about some of the exciting things they're doing in oh. Cambodia and Vietnam and Thailand. We only have five minutes. Where do I start? <laughs> but it's really... Wherever you like. Okay, well, it's a really exciting departure for us because uh, what we're doing here is really different than possibly what you'll find, you know, around the mm. place. So, for example, when we uh, go to Vietnam, we try and make it a real... Vietnamese cultural experiences like uh, just I mean I'm just thinking of a couple of things like mm. in Saigon I still say Saigon I know it's Ho Chi Minh City mm. we go to the mm. Koto restaurant which mm. is no one teach one which is all yeah. about teaching street kids to become chefs and many famous chefs in Vietnam uh, came that way when you wow. actually really start scratching yeah. around okay. and it was started by a guy who has oh. got an Australian background yes. but he has got mixed yeah. parentage yeah. and his first one was actually in Hanoi and yeah. I went there no one yeah. teach one yeah. and it's one he just gives all these kids off the streets long before yeah. Jamie oh, Oliver awesome. ever thought about doing it because I'm going back when I first went to Vietnam oh. and be got 15 or more years ago. Many, many years um, ago. So yeah. it is a fantastic program but that's mm. just one of those lovely things that that is lovely. that's included, you know whereas yeah. I tell people to go if they're going independently but this yeah. is already in there but it's lots of lovely inclusions in this and, isn't there? And that's the difference with us um, in, you know, in both Cambodia Thailand and also in Vietnam is that we, we really try and make a different thing so even 
talking about Koto, but we also go to, uh, for example, the Faray Circus uh, in Siem Reap. Um, that, well, we do that on the night after we've been to Angkor Wat. But the Faray Circus is sort of similar. It's basically teaching these very talented street kids to become circus performers. And a lot of them have gone on to, you know, Cirque du Soleil and things. Okay. So it's very serious, this whole, you know, Koto and Faray. Mm. Uh, and um, in Cambodia, of course, the, the number one thing people go for to Cambodia is Angkor Wat. Yes. And which is an amazing temple. And I remember when, when I did it, and this is what we do basically, is we don't go through the front to see the sunrise, which is what everybody does. Okay. What we actually do, and this is what I experienced, is, you know, we get you up basically in the middle of the night and take you on a tuk-tuk. Uh, and I must have had the most crazy tuk-tuk driver. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and, and we take <laughs> Don't you, let that put you yeah, off. That's right. <laughs> that's so true. And we take you to the behind the scene. Basically, and because Angkor Wat itself as an area is huge, mm, massive. Uh, a massive area, and we we basically went round the back, uh, and then we were the only group there, you know, in in just that early dawn experience. Okay. And seriously, Raiders of the Lost Ark came into my head like <laughs> amazing. So it's, it's a real problem. Uh, um, sorry, a real product that we try to put together for people like I suppose myself. My age, I'm 59. I like to do these sort of adventurous things, but then at night we like to s sleep in really nice places, and that's what we've done. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. a unique yeah. accommodation, yeah. and also like you go to learn about the traditional Vietnamese puppetry. They have yeah. these water puppets that they did perform at Hanoi, yeah. and then in um, Thailand. And the theatre is so small that you oh, could only yeah. do it in a small, you know, with a yeah. small amount of people, basically. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. um, it's very local. Chiang Mai, you're going to do the elephants, and I know I've spoken about this once before, and I had a lady ring us at work, mind you, and sort of berate me, and she wasn't, mustn't have been listening well, because I was telling about the sanctuaries for these elephants. Yes. I wasn't talking about having elephants perform, because we're not for that at no, all. No, of course and not. And most companies now will not include that. anything like that uh, yeah, in their itineraries. But uh, this is going to an actual nature park in Chiang Mai where uh, it provides a home for these amazing animals that have sometimes not been treated very well in their earlier life and had cruel things done to them. So you get to hear the stories behind their yes. rescues and what happens. Yeah. You know? So that's an interesting thing. I think that's well. really a good point because what we do with these is that we take them swimming and things. The reality is often they've been working animals, so you have to keep mm. them motivated, basically. Yeah, they need a purpose. Uh, but to, we don't ride them. That's great. Yeah, no. And the thing is, elephants live their life very much like human beings. Mm. They mm. stay together forever. They're a mm. family. Mm. You know, th if they're a working elephant, they work almost to the same age as we do when we retire. But then they've still got to have something to do. That's if, when they were originally used, you know, up in Chiang Mai for pulling the teak and the, the logs. Yeah. You know, you could do all yeah. that. But, yeah. And they wash. You know, they do like to wash like we do. Like yes. they like to bathe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's a very structured lifestyle that an elephant leads. So, my, my girlfriend you know. has spent the last six years of her life um, in Cambodia at a, oh, she, she oh, runs you're one of these elephant refugees. Oh, yeah, she's wow. just flown back into Australia for three months, but she's been wow. there for six years. She oh. said it's fantastic, but yeah. there's just not a lot, lot of men there. <laughs> <laughs> My lips me. are sealed. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and the other thing you oh, do, which so is funny. which would be lovely, is in way in Vietnam, you go and have a traditional lunch prepared by nuns at yeah. the Lien Hoa Pagoda. Yeah. And also you while away hours learning about what makes Buddhism in Vietnam unique. So this is a wonderful hilltop temple where you've got wonderful views over Way and the famous Perfume River. But yeah, so that again it's something very different if you're wanting to immerse yourself in the cultures of these countries. And that's what it's all about, isn't it, when mm. you travel, is getting yeah. to know the mm. culture and becoming part of 
the culture. Yeah. Yes, feeling yeah. that you are really getting something out of it, I think. I'd like to also perhaps mention that we go to the River Kwai, and mm. in the River Kwai, I don't know if you... Uh, Sarah, you're too young, but there was a movie made about the River Kwai in 1956, even before I was born, and a uh, very romantic Hollywood movie. But it's a really good way to actually get that whole history. And I talk a lot about that. Like we talked about the battlefields before. Yes. And we stay in this river camp, which is basically, you know, seriously luxury camping. Wow. Uh, glamping, glamping, I should say. Yes. Yeah, yeah glamping. So yeah. we really try and do the whole unique thing, but still... Sounds amazing. You have a lots of lovely sleeps. And also you go to Kanto, which mm. a lot of um, the Vietnam itineraries don't mm. go, which is deep into the Mekong Delta. Yes. And what's interesting about Kanto, a bit like, I guess, the Klongs or canals in Bangkok, but even more so, it's like on a harbour or a big, big river mouth, but it's quite large and they all come out to sell their wares and how you know what they're selling on their little pole on the front of their boat they'll have a banana tied or a pumpkin <laughs> oh, or something okay. oh, so you know cute. that that's the pumpkin seller that's that one <laughs> yes. and you go on barter and you go around and you can do this little tour all yep. around watching these sellers and it's quite wonderful to oh, see so you're really perfect. seeing how they've lived their life this way you know, for, for eons, yeah, and you still yeah. feel that you really are part of it. No supermarkets there. No, mm. absolutely not. Look, we could talk about this all I day. Know. It's so fascinating and uh, learning so much as always with Sally Lucas and Karen's come in today, and she's been telling us some amazing things about trips to Europe and Asia. It's been fantastic. Now, Sal, what is um, in the marketplace this week for our hot deals? Okay, I've got a few different things today. Um, Thanks to Silver Sea Cruises, they've put some packages together to three different destinations. One's a Norwegian explorer, which is just fantastic. You're having one night pre-cruise accommodation in Copenhagen. Then you're doing a 15-night all-inclusive. Now, when they saw all-inclusive, you don't put your hand in your pocket for anything. Sure, excursions, drinks, everything's included. Alcohol. Yep. I'm there, baby. Yep. Silver <laughs> Spirit. 15-night cruise, all yours. Um, this cruise departs on the 15th of June this year. And also you're getting with that a return economy class airfare to Copenhagen with Qatar Air. And that package starts from under $13,500, but that is really good value when you consider the inclusions yeah, that you have. Yeah, because that's what adds up, isn't it? It's oh, all the inclusions. Uh, you just forget how much you're spending. It is. <coughs> Pardon me. Something went down the wrong way, I'm sorry. Um, there's another one, Magnificent Mediterranean. Now, this is return airfare to Venice with um, and returning out of Nice with Qatar Air. You get two nights pre-cruise in Venice, ten nights all-inclusive cruise aboard Silver Muse from Venice to Monte Carlo, and you get one night uh, post-cruise accommodation in Monte Carlo as well. That departs in August, and that's from just under $12,000 for your whole 13 okay. nights. Yeah, and there's one even going into Malaysia, Thailand and Myanmar. It's 13 nights, return air with Singapore Airlines and you get one night pre-cruise in Singapore, 12 nights on the Silver Muse return and you're taking in ports like uh, Phuket, Langkawi, Yangon in Myanmar, Penang, Port Kalang in Malaysia and so on. So there's some great deals there to be had with Silver Sea Cruises. Talking Australia, Kimberley Collection is a company that puts together some lovely packages, obviously in the Kimberley area, which yes. is, as the name would suggest. Um, and they've got um, a, an Adventure Wild, they call it at the moment, a package with no single supplement. And you don't have to share, like sometimes they, they make you share up with someone, but no, you don't. Oh, and this good. is a 12 day Kimberley Safari. Uh, from Broome back to Broome. They only take 16 passengers. Um, they have two guides on each tour and they use permanent campsites on 10 out of the 11 nights. Isn't that good? And nice and intimate. So you get to really make friends with the people yes, you're travelling yeah. with. And that's just under $4,000 per person on that one. So that's really great. 
Star Clippers, those wonderful yachts that sail around um, Indonesia as well as other parts of the world. But this particular offer is for Indonesia. They're offering 20% off. And on top of that, they're also offering you two free nights hotel accommodation at the Alila Semenyak Hotel, including breakfast and invigorating 60-minute Balinese massage and transfers Oof. to and from the hotel. So they've got a couple of lovely eight-day cruises that go Bali back to Bali, cruising the wonderful, almost untouched Indonesian archipelago. So it really is quite a beautiful beautiful part of the world to visit. Perfect. And the good old Cooks. I'm thinking of going back there this year myself. It's just oh, such a friendly busy. little place to yeah. go, the Cook Islands. And this is return airfares to Rarotonga, what they call seat only. What Air New Zealand has now is you can just buy your seat only or you can buy plus meal, buy plus luggage, buy plus book your seat. Oh, okay. So you could choose your level of airfare that, that you wish to oh, pay right. for. That's okay. Handy. So it's return air and accommodation at the Moana Sands Beachfront Hotel in a beachfront studio. So you're getting 20% off the accommodation part of this, which is a saving of over $480. Uh, tropical breakfast daily on the restaurant is, in the restaurant. Again, you're getting a nice New Zealand dollar fifty massage voucher for your stay. Complimentary use of snorkeling gear and kayak equipment and the airfare savings of up to $370. So that whole package, six nights, is under 1450 all up. Awesome value. So, and just because it is international or was International Women's Day, just to let women know, there's a couple of wonderful companies who do women-only tours if they're interested in travelling with like-minded ladies. Um, and this one is called the Women's Only Travel Holidays. And they do tours to just about everywhere you can imagine, you know, from Alaska, Antarctic, Bulgaria, China, cooking and painting classes and Pilates and language classes in Italy, um, Cradle Mountain Walk in Tassie. Oh, how much fun. Everest Base Camp, Ireland, just to name a few. And Mark so. Rourke, if you're listening, no, you can't come. No, he cannot. No exceptions for you. And he keeps asking me every week where no. I'm going to take him. I'd say, nowhere, Mark. He can't help himself. <laughs> Look, it's just been fabulous. Sally Lucas, Karen Nelson, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, for Sarah. Travel. Thank you, Sarah. It's been a pleasure. No doubt we'll see you again soon, Karen. I in hope with so. some more exciting stuff for us. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.